Welcome to Pretty Good Vibrations, a show that perhaps reluctantly, today anyway, will be analyzing, maybe not quite celebrating, new metal rock music and the central role it's played, at least in the lives of my two guests. More on that in a minute. I guess there's not much to say here in the intro except that uh, these Convince Me episodes are very fun. The second episode of this podcast was about Blink-182, and this is a follow-up to that basic episode style. And so James and Matt are going to do their best here to convince me that new metal has some value. And I'm starting from a place of quite a bit of skepticism. But anyway, you'll hear all that. Uh, Let's just get into it. Welcome, Matt McDonald, James Whiteman. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. You might know Matt from his work in the classic crime, and James... You also might know me for my work in the classic crime. <laughs> True. <laughs> right. Uh, James, you are a filmmaker. Uh, what else? What other words would you use to describe album yourself? Art too. Yeah. Designer, creative director, general he's, artist, person that makes stuff. He's done merch and album covers for us. Tour manager. He's managed to tour. I know you as the guy two. that like... And I hope this isn't downplaying your true worth because i know that it is immense but you're also like unbusy enough and you don't have kids or anything so Mm -hmm. like you're just kind of hanging out working making films and having fun yep and so sometimes i'll be like hey can i buy you a beer and you just mock up a really shitty version of this idea i have in my mind and then i'll venmo you seven dollars and you'll send me back like something you did in five minutes seven bucks and everyone i I just buy him a beer and everyone wins yep i work for either a single beer or full rate yeah (laughs) there's no sliding scale between but like so for instance when i was first starting this podcast i was like what if the pretty good vibrations logo is the black flag logo Mm -hmm. except it's pretty good and then the four bars are vibrating nice and i like that sounded like hey that could be a really cool idea yeah james mocked it up for me turns out not that great of an idea that i had it only cost me two beers there were two versions cost me 14 bucks to find out i think everybody wins it's like fiverr but you know yeah just with inflation anyway i'm grateful i'm grateful for your services in that respect james and i'm really grateful to have you here with matt So the second episode of this podcast is called Convince Me, Blink-182, We're Better with Matt Skiba. And I had philosopher Aaron Simmons on (laughs) to like make uh, a very tight case Mm -hmm. for the the latter stage of Blink-182's illustrious career. And so today it's similar, and in but instead of Blink One Eighty Two, it's convince me new metal has any value. <laughs> I am currently of the opinion, not that I've tested it too much, that new metal does not have value. And James, I thought of you specifically because the last time we hung out in like a tour context, you picked me up from the airport and you would not stop playing new metal on the drive back <laughs> to Emery's bus. I actually just thought of that on the drive here. I was like, is this the only, is this Dan's entire like matrix of like knowing that I like new metal was from the, the yeah. DC con when we got you from the airport? It, well, I think it, I think it came back on the stereo, like throughout that night and the next night, yeah, it wasn't yeah. the only instance of it. But I was like totally taken aback. Like, why is he playing this right now? Is he joking? And then by like the fourth Limp Biscuit song, it was like, oh, he's not joking. <laughs> like, I thought it was like a pretty good gag to get in the car and, and have Nookie playing or whatever. <laughs> but it wasn't a gag or it was kind of a gag. It's it's well, with new metal, it's hard to say, you know, because it feels it like now it lines. feels like now everybody's like loves Limp Biscuit again. It Whereas, makes sense because when you were younger, you your favorite band was um, Family Force Five, right? Which is yeah. very new metal. I mean, after after Limp Biscuit, but yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, today's today's court case is being called the United States versus New Metal. The people have charged New Metal with being a musical genre with no inherent value whatsoever. Gosh. 
Okay, that's the people's case. And really, really, they, they've charged it as being a menace to society. Mm. And it's not like there's no evidence that it's a menace to society. I'm thinking of Woodstock 99, <laughs> among other things. False accusation. <laughs> Spurious, your honor. Spurious, yeah. Uh, so New Metal, for its defense, has retained the services of McDonald and Whiteman, who will be making their case to a jury of one of their peers. That's me. But I think we can add an official poll in the Spotify version of this episode and I'll try and get like a Twitter poll up as well. So the the listeners can ultimately become the jury of your peers and we will see what they have to say. I think that they'll I think they'll give you a fair hearing. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Playing it cool. Uh I think they're already on our side to be honest. Yeah. You think so? Like if they click on I mean that's there's some selection bias, right? So the people who have no interest in new metal are they're not listening anyway. Yeah. So actually at the moment, everyone's against me and with you guys. Absolutely. I think people who say they hate new metal just haven't li- heard it in a while. And the second we click play on a few of those songs, they'll be on our side. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> I can't wait to get comments back from people, tweets, etc., emails. Let me know if that's true. I'm really curious if you do have that experience. Okay, so new metal, sometimes stylized as N-U with the umlauts over mm-hmm. the U metal uber metal is a subgenre of alternative metal that combines elements of heavy metal with elements of other music genres such as hip-hop alternative rock funk industrial and grunge mm. new metal bands have drawn elements and influence from a variety of musical styles including multiple genres of heavy metal this is i'm pulling from wikipedia here this we decided to do this episode a few hours ago so here's what i want to do first i want to sort of get a temperature of the room i'm now going to read this the typical elements musically and and whatever in new metal and i just want a thumbs up or thumbs down for each of us for each of these items let's just kind of gauge where we're at if we agree that that like if we like it is a typical no no, we're we're all if if you like that part of it okay okay so you know like for instance new metal rarely features guitar solos or other displays of musical technique that's a little (laughs) wikipedia that's a little heavy-handed displays (laughs) displays so but like no guitar solos like like a lot of metal is about mastery and sort of virtuosity on drums guitar Mm -hmm. keyboards even right proficiency proficiency i'm thinking thinking of dragon force or whatever right so new metal doesn't do that no guitar solos it's not about proficiency thumbs up or thumbs down on that yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, well, I would say this: traditional metal is about movement in the lead elements, the lead guitars. Yeah, and I would say new metal is about movement as well, but it's in the rhythm section. It has to do with the movement of the rhythm guitar, yeah. and the bass and the drums all together. It's a honestly like R and B. And soul, it is a groove-based form all groove. of music. It's yep. not yep. guitar-based, contrary to most metal. Well, well it is guitar-based, but it's, it's rhythm well, guitar. Sorry, it's guitar-based, but yeah. it's not... Sorry, the, the focus is not like a guitar riff, which is most most metal. I would say it is still a guitar riff focus. Uh, it's when, very when, riffy. Okay. When, yes, but, but it's all rhythm guitar. It's not the leads. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, so in that sense, it actually does share... With some things like stoner and sludge metal, mm-hmm. where it's usually like one guitar. I'm thinking Sabbath and other stuff. Right. Yep. And it's and it's more groove centered. Sometimes those drummers are playing back in the yeah. pocket. Right. It's not about it's not Iron Maiden. Yeah. Right. It's not that kind of thing. New Metal wants Iron Maiden doing that. New Metal's job goal is to get you to headbang. It's all about the headbang. It's bang. the groove. The groove. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So we're mostly thumbs up on that. Um, the genre is heavily syncopated. And based on guitar riffs. So we're kind of talking about, right, yeah. there we go. Uh, many new metal guitarists use seven string guitars. Thumbs up or down on seven string guitars? Yeah, I mean, you can. I'm a solid down. In the in the uh, context of new metal, I think it's sick. I mean, whether okay. you drop tune. Yeah. I mean, you got to be dropped. You got to be but dropped. But then whether it's drop C or B, yeah. or if you just want a seven string, then you can play regular. Like, a or I mean yeah right, yep. you could even drop that down to an yep. A right that would be but the thing is because you need because the rhythm guitar needs range having it go a whole octave lower is nice because then you have a lot more movement because it really is about the movement of those rhythm guitar chords so the lower you go the more range you have because you, you know you you just have more before it gets hit. shrill basically up before top before it gets shrill which and you like want the last it to be heavy thing new you want metal it to be wants heavy. to be as shrill it right. needs to be thick and you heavy. get an at least octave not of extra not heaviness yeah. lyrical content 
vocal <laughs> range maybe, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. you get an octave of ex- extra heaviness. So you're pro the detuning and the seven string. Uh, I would, I would personally detune, but if a guy wants to cheat and do a seven string, I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah. well, so we're two to one on that. Uh, the next thing it features, uh, DJs are occasionally featured in new metal to provide instrumentation such as sampling, scratching, and electronic backgrounds. Thumbs up or down on the use of DJs in new metal? Big thumbs up I'm for me. I'm a hard down. I, I think it's I think it's great. I I think yeah. turntables when when those started to be used in hip hop, yeah, uh really changed the game and samples and samplers. Yeah. And to bring that into rock, I think is is quite a novel thing to do. And it and it adds almost like a lot of these DJs with the scratching too, it is sort of the rhythmic. It's like its own instrument. Element of of like a lead guitar, mm-hmm. sure. But it's but because new metal is mostly concerned with rhythm, it's uh, it's more of a percussion instrument than a lead guitar. Well, it's also like there's something about it that I think is kind of neat in terms of you know most genres of rock, especially like anything that has been like radio rock over the last 25 years has instruments that you don't see like in the band itself like right like like strings or whatever and at least with a dj you have like one step a little bit closer in a live experience to someone actually like one step doing something would you say (laughs) yeah like like in mass (laughs) band like they have a lot of tracks that they play and it's just you know like it's just coming through on the track but like at least with a dj it's like one step a little bit closer to like a person doing an instrument okay like queuing up those samples and stuff like that here's my problem is that I am so enamored with sampling and the live performance of samples like in that more analog kind of way. I think that is the coolest shit. I mean, the only record I've made in like five years or whatever, seven years is like a sample based electronic Mm -hmm. record. So you're you're drawing. It's sort of like it's almost like you're telling me you love the Beach Boys as you tell me something else. (laughs) I have a hard time reconciling, which is that. When I, what I can think of of the use of DJs in these songs, I don't like. It sounds weird and lame and co-opting. That's my memory right. anyway. Now I'm in it. I'm going to give it a fresh chance. Right. But I do think of other rock bands like the Beastie Boys. Of course, utilize sampling and rock instrumentation in really really cool ways. So obviously it can be done. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking of Decepticon by La Tigra, which is like post punk and the way that they do sample. I'll just play a little clip here. I think is so cool, and I want to just put this up. We can compare the mm-hmm. use of samples and other things <laughs> to this, and see, you know, if we if we think it's getting to a similar spot. See, like that's it's those badass. orchestral hits. Yeah, those like, orchestral hits, like yeah. a New Order track or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super okay. cool. All right, so we're all in agreement. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that might be vocal styles in new metal include they range. singing, rapping, screaming, and growling. Are we four out of four on all four of those vocal styles? Uh, I mean, I think... I think I don't probably ever need a growl. I'm not sure I ever need a growl. I mean... I love all of it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think art is about expressing implicit intangible human emotions gosh you are already convincing me (laughs) and i don't like it and and people have so what you love about songs is that they draw out of you emotions or they give voice to emotions that you can't really articulate the english language is not great at articulating emotion we need music we need poetry we We need need the latin language we need yeah we need we need german we need like schadenfreude to explain certain emotions right like we Mm. need that we need other words but but so we really rely on music to express ourselves and the best thing about music is that if it is expressing a pure emotion there's someone because we're all human someone out there can relate to it and if someone's feeling growly, they need a song for it. Sometimes that. you just need uh, Oscar the Grouch yes. or Cookie Monster. It's primal. It's know? primal. <laughs> if someone's feeling screamy or yelly, or, yeah, okay. or or if they like the swagger of that urban uh, rap stuff, you know, they like. What you're telling me is that like the urban all, rap stuff. The, I don't know, okay, like look, you know, all this <laughs> urban all the, rap things. <laughs> all the things that I really value about more emotionally raw forms of music, like hardcore punk or gangster rap or you know whatever these like 
you know, I'm thinking like NWA, right? Like these, sure. they are so direct. They're like grabbing your throat, mm-hmm. thinking of Black Flag and Minor Threat. And those instances, I don't judge. Maybe what we're dealing with is that this particular form of, you know, white suburban Genre rage bending. or whatever well, is mean, just distasteful to me. And I'm essentially bigoted is what, I, right, what right. I'm wondering is that if that's the case. I mean... Yeah, because some things seem born within a culture and therefore you can respect it as like coming up organically and then some things seem stolen. And what I would say is good artists borrow and great artists steal. So. Well, that's always what the artists say as a cop out. <laughs> but no, I mean, I do think there's something very organic in the way that this music like, oh my gosh, it galvanized 20 million teenage boys or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. There's also something really organic with like Trump's rise to power. Like, I, I, it's music and I should not equate these kinds of things, but like, you know, it's, yeah, I think it's, I got a little prejudice. Well, I'm I could, yeah, but to. you are right though, because there was something organic about Trump, yeah, which agree or disagree with the conclusions of it, but it was speaking to it's a, a legitimate expression of, I mean, something all that all popular music really is, sure. is populist in nature. Sure. Oh, yeah. There we go, man. You are just—you're bringing your A game tonight, Matt. And I'm proud. I'm happy. And I'm proud of you. Okay, just wait. I'll ruin it. Okay, we need to distinguish now briefly because new metal, rap metal, it's rap rock. Yeah. it gets a little blurry. I read something on Reddit that I like, and what the Reddit person said was, in rap rock or rap metal, the only thing you have to have for it to be called that is rapping. Now, new metal sometimes has rapping, mm-hmm. but it usually is more often features singing or growling or something like that. The, the rapping or screaming. The rapping yeah. is usually the second or third sort of weapon vocally. And what new metal always has is those detuned instruments that are getting that kind of really deep, you know, almost slinky kind of a thing. Yep. Whereas rap rock may or may not have that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the genre of new metal is really tough because there's a there's sort of like a no true scotsman like fallacy with the genre where if you like list out like biggest new metal bands you'll always have someone being like they're not new metal you know what i mean like you name any band like it's like corn it's like no they're industrial metal you know what i mean like you know rage like no that's like funk metal you know what i mean rage is not rage does they don't detune i don't even think they they don't but like so they would if you just listen to it no but it's Okay, Rage Against the Machine, I would say, is the are the godfathers of new metal. Well, I think it like comes from them, but they don't. They're not so guilty. They're not guilty of the sins of their. Offspring. Maybe he didn't detune, but he used an octave pedal to get that range on the low oh, end. That's interesting. So, yeah, and so, it's, it's rappy, it's riffy, it's rhythmic. All right, what what rage should we play? Like, if we're calling that sort of the slide in mm-hmm. to proper new metal, like what what do you want to hear from Rage? Killing in the name of. Okay. okay, so notice yeah. how the second that that dropped, we all just started doing that with our heads. I mean, I that's love... what new metal does. Every every new metal song, that's what it does. Is you're just it's all about yes. the headbang. Okay, I'm just in okay. the pocket. So that's 1992, yep. right? So now I love Rage. I mean, I they're like I think that they're somehow underrated. Like they really are just incredible, and I don't get the same cringe from them. That I get from some other stuff. Okay. Like, so like 95, Deftones' first record. Here is I would like, also say that Deftones, at least some of the time, is absolutely a new metal band. I, yeah, I'm saying they they tend to be counted. Yes. Right? So listen to this. This is three years after Killing in the Name. This is Bored. And listen to this guitar riff, that the kind of main riff it's built around. To me, that's like, oh, now we're at new metal because it's that scratchiness. It's really rhythmic. Yeah. It's barely a riff. See, the vocals there seem more industrial to me, like Nine Inch mm-hmm. Nails. Those are, yeah, yeah. Stabbing Westward would be the later version of that. I would say, uh, what were we just listening to in the car that had 
more of those vocals. Uh, Slipknot. Slipknot. Corey, yeah, Corey yeah, Taylor, Taylor yeah. kind of has. So there is there is a weird sort of like molding or melding of of industrial tool kind of has vocals like that yeah or even like uh, marilyn manson kind of that gothic stuff yeah it's all in there but what i'm hearing that specifically new metal is that it's really down low it's it's this really crunchy kind of almost like a metallic which i know that's kind of the thing with metal but like i think there's two well there's like the two strains of it i mean first of all any band Limp Bizkit is the only new metal band that isn't defined by any other genre than new metal. Every other okay. new metal band is like, you know, new metal slash alternative metal slash okay. whatever. But in that, there's like the two lanes and one's like very like hip hop like centric and comes from that direction. And then the other is much more from the actual like metal side of things, like right. the industrial type of stuff and like right. the grungy stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's a it's a really wide tent. Yeah. I would say anything musically or sorry, anything, I would say anything uh, that is rhythmic, that is focused on the rhythm, and that is all about rhythm guitar is new metal. Okay. From the late 90s. Okay. But I would say that started with Rage Against the Machine. Okay. I think they took the metal. They I can t- accept that. They took the breakdown, and they made a grooves out of the breakdown. Yeah. And they were like the best grooves. I mean, incredible. And, yeah. they're, and they're really drawing as much on soul as anything else in that sense. And I, right. that I don't hear anymore once we get to proper new metal. There's not, there's no soul. They're not, they're not pulling from Sly and the Family Stone or Jackson 5 as they uh, write these riffs. I would argue they are. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> All right. So I'd like you to just summarize your argument much like prosecution would to the jury say this is what i'm going to prove to you in this case so give, give us a table of contents and we'll make sure we cover everything you want to go you, first? yeah I, I can go i mean my, my thing is that i think new metal is technically uh sound music i think it ha- they just happen to focus on the rhythm and they are and new metal songs have a propensity to express anger which can, you know, come off as like it's easy to scoff at. Yeah. But it's kind of like your the your buddy who spends a lot of time on 4chan or whatever. Sure, sure. It's, it's like, easy to yeah, scoff okay. at that, but like there's something extremely cathartic about song. I mean, Rage Against the Machine is that. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's all your political anger and you sh- you shout that, you know. Is new metal like the, the conservative right-wing backlash to Rage Against the Machine's Che Guevara t-shirts? No, I think it's just dumber. <laughs> it's it's basically like, I just want to break stuff. Yeah, it's not particularly... It's, it's, it's ra- just not political. It's not Rage really. Against the Machine. It's like right. Rage Against the Void. <laughs> rage Against <laughs> the Nature of Things, of, li- of life itself. Yeah, okay. So it, I think All it's right. more primal in that sense. Interesting. Uh, and I think people need a place to uh, express their inarticulated anger yeah and music provides that and i think new metal did it really really well and did it in a way that your whole body could move to it so it'd be this catharsis of like headbanging and grooving and screaming at the same time which i think they just they did it so well it became you know the most popular music for like two years and yeah. everyone got sick <laughs> sick and tired of it right yeah but one album back, cycle when i look back i can t- I, can, I can see why one album cycle <laughs> i can see why it was good okay so it's technically sound that's premise one of the premise argument. one yes what's premise two uh, i mean I, I feel like very similarly i think like first of all i'd say the main uh opposition to new metal i think is based solely in the like oh this is just like goofball meathead like music and yeah. i think that that stereotype only exists because of limp biscuit kid rock and woodstock 99 okay yeah i so think if, if you, those if you three things those didn't get, exist yeah. it would not be derided as like a music genre okay i'm intrigued but i think it is like i mean it's as valid as any other type of music and it and it's it's it has a pop sensibility that you know, just appeals to a very base yeah. sense of who you are, which is very blunt and very just like, I'm angry. I want to hit stuff. I want to move my body. But like when I was a kid and even as an adult, it really hit that pocket of like the metal stuff I like fine, but it doesn't give me the like dance ability that I really love. Yeah. And then the like on the more of like the hip hop side or, you know, like those sides of things, it's like kind of this, you know, it just hit that like pocket because those like weren't aggressive enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Groove and swagger kind of work together in new metal. It's like you get the you want to dance to it, but it's also this energy of just pure 
defiance and swagger and the lyrics aren't even as important as the emotion yeah. that's being conveyed with the the, yeah. the lyrics well let's get into it okay so is there any is that basically you how would we summarize that you're you're saying it's a legitimate musical expression of a of a re, of a human phenomenon something yeah. like that yeah okay that's I that's a good that's a second so we've got technically it's sound it's doing something technically interesting and then we've got sort of emotionally it's a legitimate form of emotional yes. expression it taps yeah. into something in the common human experience that isn't like the same thing that renaissance art does but sure there is something inside of all of us that is just yeah. blizzard well ra rage yeah, might like, have been rage some sort of like righteous sort of indignation like... or righteous anger or, or intelligent mm. political anger and then it's just like well why don't we just peel all that away and it's just, just the anger, anger. Yeah. yeah interesting i am so intrigued i can't okay we got to get into it so who is are we gonna call these songs exhibits a through <laughs> d or are we gonna are we gonna call witnesses like I feel, I like that idea. Like, who who's your first? What's your first witness? And it's this artifact. Okay, it's so if song. we're gonna go with so technically gonna... sound, I would love to start with a because I know Limp Bizkit gets a, Limp Bizkit a, a gets huge a bad, rap, bad rap, not from James, mm -hmm. not from James. and I myself in '97 stumbled, stumbled across Limp Bizkit when I heard the the Faith, the faith gotta, have faith gotta Have Faith song. It was a George Michael the George song. George Michael yeah. cover. They covered yeah. that, and they were screaming over the end of it. And it's the first time I heard just in just to go from like poppy little baby, I know you're asking me. Just his scream was so guttural, and so so I don't want to. I don't know if I want to start with that song. I want to do if we're gonna go technical. What I want to start with from Limp Bizkit is a little song called "Show Me What You Got." And, and it starts with a drum beat from John Otto, Otto, who I think is an think extremely is. underrated drummer. Grooves for days. Groove for days. And I would say it come would say a lot of these things come out of the funk and 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 seventies and disco and everything. But but, but this this but drum beat in the beginning, it's four four bars with a two four added. I wouldn't call it six eight because it doesn't sound like that to me. It doesn't have a swing. But yeah. he adds he adds two. Um, okay. So listen to it and see if you could. I've, I've seen drummers try to play this and they can't. This is from Significant Other, their 1999 yeah. this album. Is probably the best record. Show me what you got. Okay, here's where I'm at. If I could, case closed. If I could, <laughs> we rest our case. Oh, uh, no further witnesses, Your Honor. Wasn't that the sickest <laughs> beat ever, though? The 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 prosecution rests. <laughs> if I could listen to an instrumental version of that with no okay, Fred yeah, Fred's Durst, a lot. Any talking it. or vocalizations, the little ah yeah, whatever little thing he tried to do, that is a sick drum. What beat. I'm saying is, and the guitar work is cool too. He is actually. merely a hype man, hype man for the band, which is really good. Interesting. I yeah, but his he, job but is currently he literally poisoning. says like John Otto in like hyping up his drummer because he recognizes that this is a sick groove and this is a really original beat. All right, what's next? <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, I'm interested. I think we've got mostly some deep cuts in here. Um, so kind of in the technical range, but also just in sort of like a I don't know. I want to do Forest by System of a Down. Now I was going to ask about System yeah, yeah, of a Down. They're, because... they're the tail end. The, okay, yeah, they're the tail end. Yeah, so, if, so if rage is the beginning, I would it it ends with system, and it's and it's perfect because system of a down is a politically minded band, is a very intelligent band. If there's a spectrum, they're they're on the new metal spectrum, but they're just towards the tail end of it as okay. far as like when it when it fades out. I think there's like such a cool, I don't know if beauty is the right word, but uh, the decision making to keep that as simple as it is, yeah, I think is actually like just such a strong technical choice. Yeah. 
I figured you'd love this part of my argument, Dan, because like anthropologically, the reason that we make you music, the reason that we make music as human beings, uh-huh. as homo sapiens, yeah. like a beat, a rhythm, a chant, a repetition, uh-huh. like a melody, what all of that does to us in terms of moving our bodies and being able to express ourselves. And new metal really focuses specifically on things like syncopation, rhythm, beats like repetition like you know the bridges of every new metal song just has a phrase repeated over and over and over again right. and bit that started with rage is what i'm saying and then it went into you know yeah. like a chain <gasps> just like yeah like have yeah. that you know have that riff just like keep growing and growing and growing and growing yeah so sick you're not playing fair <laughs> by appealing to my love of the social sciences <laughs> and my existential concerns and interests also though you you prepared a you're you're doing your work as a lawyer here, so I can I, I doff my cap. This is I don't want to sort of get too far ahead in the chronology here, but one of the things that like the Wikipedia writers say anyway about sort of the end of new metal is that it eventually kind of turns into metalcore. And right. I'm mm-hmm. a lot more familiar with metalcore than I am new metal. Yep. And some of what was going on there, and if System of Down is sort of toward the tail end, you know chronologically as well like i thought of a record like norma jean's debut bless the martyr kiss the child 2002 mm-hmm. right so that's three years after that limp biscuit record and i'm in some of these riffs are just like so straightforward and simplified yep. these yeah big breakdowns which are like everyone's favorite part you know most people's yeah. favorite part of the song best yeah. top part of the show like for instance, a, a track like Memphis Will Be Laid to Waste, which is normally known for the outro with Aaron Weiss from Me Without You and this incredible sort of culminating moment. But before that, in the bridge, there's like a really simple riff breakdown that could make it on a new metal album, it sounds to me. Yeah, I, I would say the thing that like makes this different, at the rhythm guitar really becomes a percussion a percussion instrument. Yeah. So new metal had groove with rhythm and bass, and there was movement in the notes. Um, but this became it's like with the kick every time right. the palm okay. mute and it's open. Mm-hmm. They're not really moving too far up the neck ever. They're mm-hmm. not doing too much movement okay. with the notes. It's really more. Uh, a percussion instrument in in the breakdown there. Yeah. yeah, but there is there is definitely a through line I think of like new metal into metalcore, and then from that even into like EDM music with the idea of like, like the, dro- and, the drop the yeah. drop and down. I think that like all of those things were are in the same family tree. Yes, yeah, Skrillex is definitely born out the breakdown. That is really interesting. All right, what are we hearing next? Uh, let's do Blind by. Cor- I definitely think corn when I think of new metal. I think of that that crazy bass tone that they often get. It's like so snarly and and it's odd. It's like piano wire string, yeah. but it is like old Rage Against the Machine. Huh. That's what I'm saying. It's just like any band, like anyone that's a fan of a band that doesn't like new metal. If you're like, well, this band's new metal, they're not. You know. Right. Okay. Well, regardless, we're gonna go ahead and say. Horn is, and this is from their debut, 94, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's Blind. Are you ready? James that's just, like James just gave a little like look at that <laughs> pointing at this pointing that's at the like speakers. the old that's got to be like one of the oldest new metal songs I mean as yeah. far as like the genre goes oh it like I think it's foundational as yeah. I understand it yeah. that's foundational and that's two it. years after the self-titled rage album it's all rhythm it's all rhythm it's okay I thought that the yeah I get it but like it just does not please me. Like I just am listening to that and I'm just like, I don't want to put this on again. I didn't feel that way about the system of a down track. I thought this is cool. And I, and I liked what was going on with Limp Bizkit other than Fred, yep. but that I just go, Oh, it's sort of like Gorgonzola, how it will ruin a salad for me. Yeah. You know, people are with cilantro. Like I'm that way with Gorgonzola. It's like, they're just putting a lot of Gorgonzola on it so that I just can't like it. 
I wonder if we, we, could, we could go to a long forgotten new metal band that you might remember called Head P.E. It's rap rock, it's new metal, but you'll get the rhythm section part. So the, okay, it's 2000. Two th- oh, so this is 2000? Yeah, it's okay. 2000. Okay. All right, so I was 17. That's Rage. It's Rage, but it's not as good as Rage. Okay, keep going, keep okay, going. I you know. Hear, like, I know. Get a verse or a chorus no, here. Yeah, or yeah, no, no, go, go verse, chorus. Yeah. And introduce me to that girl with the bubble. I'm looking for trouble tonight. No, mama, don't trust me tonight. You be the center, baby. I'll be the quarterback. I get the tailback. Watch it on the playback. Just smash that, hitting that red bone. Up in the end zone, biting on the collarbone. Dan just had the most <laughs> the most frustrated, furrowed brow listening so to the is, lyrical content. <laughs> no, I wasn't even you know what that's funny. I I might I was not even hearing the lyrics. I was having a purely aesthetic musical, like bodily reaction, like someone who'd been traumatized in church and enters a church service. That's what it felt like to me. Like I just my skin was kind of crawl. Like I just I don't want to hear Crazy Town. No, no, no. Come, yeah, my yeah. lady. I don't yeah, yeah. want. I don't. It's not for me. I don't know. That's a derivative version of of like what new metal was. Like they weren't yeah. the biggest band, right? Um, they're like the B. They're the B level version. But this is what I'm telling. That like you can hear the elements, right? It's the groove. It's the pocket. But it's not. It's not rage. I, I get know, you. Now I got to figure out why is it that rage doesn't trigger this in me because it's not about trying to pick up a girl at a bar it's about like fighting the police no but it's not but it okay <laughs> well and rage doesn't wear red baseball caps and baggy jeans right i'm sure that's part of it but i don't think that that's all because like like i think there's something on going on purely aesthetically too so like here's 99 battle of los angeles this is the year before that head pe album comes out and like just listen to uh the guitar riff on testify Yes. Okay. All right. So I have some so ideas. So good. I, here's what I think I'm, I'm hearing. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes Soren watches YouTube videos of these toys he likes. Okay. They are this particular Korean made, like they're called GoGo Dino Explorers, and they're like dinosaur transformers for kids. It's really actually quite brilliant. And he was watching this video the other day, and the the sort of like you know it's like these YouTube videos for kids where they're like playing with toys, and they had like a sheet of slime, almost like Nickelodeon Gak, that was the color of the Go-Go Dino. Okay, so like a green one for Pang, the pterodactyl airplane. And they covered each of these toys in like a thin layer of colored goo. That is like what the corn riff and the head (laughs) PE riffs sound like to me. They are purposefully covered in goo because they are so sad. And it's a legitimate emotional expression. They're going, this, I feel like I'm covered in Nickelodeon Gak. Here's how I'm going to make that sound. Whereas the rage riff sounds like James Brown in a fucking rhinestone suit going, hit me, bow, bow. It's like, it's groovy. It's, it's articulated. so articulated. It's so tight. Yeah. It's so like, right. it is accomplished. It's not showy, but it's like, it's just clean, but it's also sludgy and hits really hard. And I think that it's right. it's the gack. I think the gack is the thing I don't like in new metal, maybe. <laughs> is this making sense? Yeah. Am I off the reservation? Yeah, here? but I'm wondering if it's coming from the actual music itself or like the the mixes, like the you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of factors in play and like stylistically what it is. Cause it's just I mean, music is just 
different packages I mean, of the, I, same, yeah, the same types of things. I think it's probably, to get nerdy, it's probably the bass and guitar tones. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. The drums are not that different. Well, Limp Bizkit's guitar tones and bass tones are epic. They're really good. And I, well, I, I thought that that, like, I'm, I'm open to reassessing some Limp Bizkit, especially, oh, I don't think I can do it on here, but on your, on Apple phones now, on Apple music, on an iPhone, you can, on big enough songs, you can turn down the vocals. They use like an AI, like mixer engine thing. They're still in there a little bit, but it's like, you can basically karaoke it from your Apple music account. I, I don't think I can do that on this software I'm using on my desktop. Unfortunately. I did prepare. I did. I did prepare a Limp Bizkit medley of sorts that features hardly any vocals at all. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it. If we're interested in that. Let's do it, that. man. Okay. Quick little side note. I, I, our old producer that we worked with with the classic crime, Elvis Basquiat, he produced a Limp Bizkit record. And it was after uh, Chocolate Starfish. So it was like oh three oh four, and they were falling yeah. apart. And it was really bad. And they had fired Rick Rubin, and they hired Elvis. Wow. And Elvis has some stories, and this, I don't know, hopefully, no one's going to hear this, right? It's fine. People will hear it, but probably not Limp Bizkit. Not, not Fred Durst, so it's fine. But Fred Durst was in the vocal booth, you know, laying down some tracks, and Elvis said he was like, I'm sniffing on panties. <laughs> and he was like, hit the talk back, he's like, uh, Fred, 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 what's the lyric there? <laughs> I'm sniffing on panties. He's like, you, you might, I don't. I don't know if you want to say sniffing on panties. <laughs> and he, he like explains, he's like, I'm Fred Durst, I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know? And, you know, he's probably right, but. Here we go. This is James's Limp Bizkit medley. It's going to play. We'll, we'll talk about each song. That's how we'll get through the, the fair use uh, doctrine here. Okay. I just want to say, Dan, that that song <laughs> is the funniest song to do a karaoke. It's the most fun. Like, if if he didn't have that, I wouldn't have the funniest song to do a karaoke. If he hadn't have recorded that. If he hadn't have recorded yeah. that. And it's so stupid and so basic, but it's such an expression. Like, people think, oh, it's toxic, tough guys doing stuff. I'm like, no, these are, these are insecure musicians uh-huh. expressing emotion and giving other people, you know, permission to to express them as well by we singing along. We all have along. a toxic, tough guy inside of us that needs to or have we have something a scared, to be spoken. insecure, beaten down kid uh-huh. that wants to feel powerful, and he gets to do it through music. Why do I keep picturing like the Appalachians? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, like that's what about I, hillbillies. I mean, or just like I don't know, like old. Kentucky oil country well, or something. A, you know, the he, factories are closed. Here's a kid that grew up in, you know, poverty in Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, it's kind of similar. You know, it's a little bit yeah. more, you know, yeah. city I, dwelling. But. I picture, especially with Break Stuff, but with a lot of Limp Bizkit, I picture the movie Fight Club. Interesting. And the and the social commentary that Fight Club was. Countercultural. Yeah. Which is anti-establishment, um, but really like, you know, a crisis of what do we do with masculinity and I think that people get, like, the actual, like, meathead new metal fans get the, well, they okay. they get the genre wrong according to how I listen to the genre in yeah. the same way that, like, you know, frat bros with Fight Club posters 
in their frat get that movie wrong. Okay, that yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Is like it, it sounds to me. So the thing with I'm Fight not Club, com- I'm not saying Limp Biscuit is on the same the same yeah, no, level. No, 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 no. Of I, like, I understand what you're getting at. So, so the story with Fight Club is like. David Fincher is using this Chuck Palahniuk novel and, you know, trying to do this kind of existential, like, you know, sort of critique We're of the middlemen of history, consumerism and yeah, stuff Middle like that. Right. Either. And it it's this very Gen X kind of sentiment. Right. And what happened, it's a, obviously it's a fantastically made film. And I mean, I've rewatched it recently and it, it holds up quite well. But what happened culturally is that, a, a certain subset of like, I mean, what we would probably call toxic masculinity today. That's probably the best term for it. Like really embraces that film and seems to have learned all the wrong lessons. Like right. just the, the part that ends up in their own. They embrace self- the Brad Pitt alter ego. They, yeah. They oh, but only that part. It's yeah. satire. Right. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a morality tale. And, I, and to be fair, I think most people that like really, really love new metal are not like I'm like I'm I'm not one of them. You know what I mean? Okay, okay so you're like, drawing your own little I do, cultural I boundary do love here. it, but yeah, I love it in in a way that like I feel like I've kind of integrated that part of my shadow and like called it a friend. Okay, but still need to like you know feed it crumbs. Not like that. I'm like hell yeah, like you well, know I, just I like raging saying. with yeah, it. Yeah. But like that is still part of me. To the extent that you love metalcore or understand or respect it, I think you you have to also extend that same grace to new metal because it is out of the same vein. Metalcore is basically the question of like, hey guys, what what would happen if we all went all the way there? Yeah, all, all the, way. the way, all the way. Yeah, we just did the breakdown, but it's the whole song. And then and then like we screamed really loud and then we tried to scream even louder. Right. And yeah, then right. we like broke it up even more. It's like it's just that let's take this to the to the final, you know. Like when Emery position. wrote Walls, like when they wrote the breakdown for Walls, they wrote it like as a joke. Yes, and that's kind of what it is. And it's then, like and then it was like, "Oh, this like hits." It's almost absurdism. It's it's, it's absurdist to go like cuz like most bands, like your your old band Sherwood or my band The Classic Crime, yeah. I'll play something and I'll be like, that's not me. I don't go there. You know, I have a perspective. I have a lane. I stay in it. I'm not going to go there. Um, but I think these genres like metalcore or new metal in some, some, some cases we're like, we're not afraid to go all the way there. I think that's what break stuff is. It's completely absurdist. It's, it's stupid. Oh, it's absolutely. almost silly. The level of, of absurdity in the lyrics. And how basic it is. Totally. And that's a huge part of why I like it. Like, even as a kid, I realized that it was, like, incredibly, like, sophomore. It's and, like Weird, weird Al could have wrote it. But, right. it's, but, like, for that reason, it's, like, really fun to me. And, like, lots of the times when I'm listening to, like, Limp Biscuit or something like that, I'll be, like, headbanging in my car. But I'll also just, like, start laughing. But that makes sense that you liked Family Force 5 later because they were all the fun parts of New Metal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all just just take it all the way, super over the top, super bombastic. Right. Watch what you say about my mama was like the the version of their <laughs> yeah, break yeah. stuff. It's like their breakdown is like, don't talk bad about. Let's my play mom. a little clip of Family Force Five here, just so people, if they don't are not familiar with the band, like what what should I play? Country gentleman, okay. like i thought i was eating a starburst <laughs> and it turned out to be an atomic sour thing and i was fooled i feel like we're not convincing you that did not convince me <laughs> we should have okay. stopped, stopped 30 minutes ago okay no it's okay I, i'm having fun i'm having fun can i try a cultural argument well before we go on i want to i want to tie back to absurdity and silliness okay because you reminded me that I took part in a very, very absurd and silly uh, project in the early Sherwood days where Chris and I, our guitarist, with the help of our friend Paul McCullough, who recorded us on a four track in our friend's garage, we did four songs of like Southern metalcore with children's lyrics. 
and we called it I'll Beat You Up. Oh. And it is this kind of pure absurdity, but it actually became satire. So this is from our track Apples and Bananas <laughs> with Thomas Cho on various types of screaming. <laughs> I will never Please, please send me this. <laughs> I don't actually have the MP3s. There's like please two songs that are link. on YouTube. Uh, somebody put them but up. But wasn't that so fun to express and do? Yeah, and I think there's just something about the... I think it's purely aesthetic probably in this respect that like... I, I do think basically I'm kind of coming at your both of your arguments. You've got the technically sound thing, which I think is true. Like, and especially... Um, Sonically, some like the system of the down, the Limp Bizkit stuff is like obviously very accomplished players, really a nice groove. But I just don't like the sound of it, you know, like the just the, the choices that they make, like just getting into this metalcore stuff like that was silly. But that was also kind of a nod to the kind of hardcore that I liked at the time and still like. I just like the tones better. I, I don't know why exactly. And right. of course, Rage. But Rage is kind of operating on their own plateau. Mm -hmm. And then culturally, I, I'm totally convinced by the argument that it's a legitimate expression. I'm fully convinced by that. I just think it's not – the expression does not speak to me. Like I don't resonate with it. When I sounds like you're going to lose this court case. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe, but like, I, I just, it is a real expression, even just musically those riffs from Tom Morello, they just, they hit me in a different way than the riffs from corn or sure. whatever, you know, or film. I mean, that family force five thing was tough. That was tough to listen we can, to. We can cut it out of the podcast. No, it's for sure. staying. <laughs> no, it's for sure. staying. I was, uh, I mean, just a, Quick little aside, I understand how silly that band is, but as a kid going into young adult, like long story short, being a huge fan of that band is the reason that I now live in Atlanta, am a filmmaker, have That's awesome. most of like the best friends that I have. I love it. And it's just because of being a fan of a silly band that I like to dance to. I think we have time for a closing statement. So I think you guys get one more. You get one. You get to call one more witness, one more song to the stand. Like, take another swipe at me and see if, see if you can get a pound of flesh here. Should we do a limp or a Lincoln Park song? I mean, I was I was never like a huge fan of Lincoln Park. Same, and I I feel like I know their stuff so well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I kind of know that I'm not that into it. I like I respect it. Yeah. To me, Lincoln Park's hard because groove wise, it's not. Uh, near the same level it's not nearly as groovy yeah it's more straightforward uh drum drums wise papa roach last resort is that really new metal uh, that was on like it, i would say it is you think that song specifically yeah, absolutely yeah. i do let's let's listen to that i actually do okay. like this song and i used to jam this when it was out like and they were just from up the road in vacaville like an hour and a half away so they were kind of on radio. They were sort of described as local boys. I mean, the larger Bay Area, basically. And uh, this song, you know, it's got something to recommend it. Yeah, it's all it's all just like walky. It just walks up and down. It's Green Day brain stew. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. It's done. To, to me, it's more. To me, it's more punk, punk rock, like pop punk rap rock than it is new metal. That's just me personally. It I was know on it was, the Apple Music. I miss new metal official yes, playlist. I know it's looped in because it does yeah. kind of rap a little. I like that riff. It's actually that's more of like a traditional metal riff. Yeah, though it's higher yes. up. It's not detuned. Right. 
the the bass is pretty tuned pretty low, but like yeah, yeah, and that chorus is I'm not I like the riff, but and I like that he palm mutes that riff in the verse, yeah, but the chorus does not do anything for me anymore. No, that and maybe that's just the I don't know that particular form of emotional expression. Like it's a very teenage uh, form, yep. but when I was a teenager, I had punk. I had sure. punk rock. And so I, I, when I'm feeling that way, like that 17 year old way, I don't go to this. Right. I'll go to like no effects or bad religion or right. black well, flag I'm, or something. I'm you know? interested in like why, like the tones and aesthetic of metalcore are more agreeable to you compared to this. And I think how much of that is just like your cultural conditioning sure. of like those were around like in your immediate like well, you know context and also the formulation of your band and the genre that your band was in was kind of contrasted to kind of the more like whatever at the time was more meathead more active rock yeah more yeah we were southern. wearing girl jeans putting yes. flowers in our hair and, and so you kind yeah. of have to differentiate yourself you'd be like yeah. listen they're they're like silly in but a i also toxic grew up way. on the beach boys and that was that's right. really like my truest love so i've always thought it came out of that but i think there was some of that going on the mid late aughts that we were trying to like okay let's present like a a a more softened like rolled off the masculinity yeah kind of a thing that's definitely true okay let's can we just play can we just play faith by by we can we can do it (laughs) i I think we also wanted to get a little you know like brain stew and that are very similar but also like you know parts of like break stuff are really similar to brain stew and like you know, suicidal tendencies is like almost the exact same as corn sometimes, except for like the screaming and the double that's, kick. That's yeah. really you know, my like, my final argument. My final thoughts um, is that the idea of genre purity is a false idea. It's it's almost I would I would say that it it stems from the same place in everyone's mind as racism, in that. It's like there is no such thing as genre purity, just like there is no such thing as ethnic purity. Sure. Okay. Ethnicities change, and they're always in flux, and people are always moving, and DNA is always changing all the time, and there is no purity. And that's obviously true of music as well. And it's also true of music, and we try to put these hard lines and borders, and we say, this is pure genre, this is the pure genre, but it's really, it's borrowing from so many genres before that. Right. And so many genres after are going to take it in, into a new direction. And it's so always in flux. There are no, so gatekeeping a genre and being like, well, this, like, that's out, but this is in. To me, is like, well, it's, if you actually break it down to its fundamental elements, it's still using the same keys. It's using the same rhythms as these other genres. You just don't like that one combination, that expression. When are you starting your ethnomusicology PhD program? <laughs> when are you going to start working on your doctorate? But what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, Matt, Matt publishes the first ever <laughs> official PhD dissertation yeah. on new metal. Yeah, music I'm snobbery sure is. No, I'm sure there's something. Let's look at Google Scholar and just see. It probably what, who has I written a, on new metal. I did a. Uh, I was at a presentation party one time. I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but you know, it's like everyone just shows up and you have to give like a five minute presentation on something, and if you go over, you have to drink. Okay. And I gave mine on the the sociological utility of mosh pits there you go so when dan asked me to do this i was like this is like one of two things that i feel like i could give a ted talk about (laughs) it's perfect well i'm glad i'm glad that they lined up okay there are there is some recent peer-reviewed research uh on new metal i'll just read two um articles by the way these are free pdfs that you can get if you go to scholar.google.com and search for new metal Affective Masculinities and Suburban Identities, New Metal as Reflexive Art. Hell yeah. That's from Vassar. <laughs> Should I put these in the show notes? That's, uh, that's the I word that we really, were looking really, for. I really want to read that, okay. actually. It's totally reflexive, or I would even say reactive. That one's going to that one's gonna go in the show notes. <laughs> we'll put that one in there. Okay, so if you want to read that, that Vassar one. And then the, the other one I'll read here is uh, a response to Woodstock 99 Peace, love, and rage, recontextualizing editorial biases in new metal. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because the editorial biases were all against new metal. They blame new metal for the disaster. Yeah, right. I would be. Right. I'd be so down to talk about Woodstock '99 too. I think it's so fascinating. Well, 
anyway, those so people can look those up if they want to. Uh, let's hear a little POD. How about how about Southtown? Is that going to hit as new metal? I don't know. It might just be rap rock. It might let's, just be let's rap be, rock. Let's yeah. be the judges. Okay. Here we go. late 90s were such an interesting time for music because it kind of went everywhere for a bit there it was pretty detuned it was pretty yeah. kind of simple rhythm guitar mm -hmm, riff mm -hmm. but the but the drums like he's rapping mm -hmm. but the drummer is not doing any hip-hop drumming that is mm -hmm. like a full-on rock beat it's rap rock. it's interesting yeah okay and then you wanted to hear faith i, I just i haven't even Limp listened Biscuit. to this song in probably 20 years let's do it i mean come on this is faith. But the screaming got me when I was. Let's go to. We'll go to the end. Let's when listen I was to that. 14. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just the courses, actually. It's so. just the courses, oh, yeah. Okay. I had, I had to turn that off. scratching, baby. That is, I just hate everything about that. <laughs> well, and I think part You're taking of it too serious. I think part of Limp Bizkit's thing is that they knew that you would. It was it was supposed to be abrasive, right? And you're oh. reacting to it in the exact way that they want people I, who don't understand what they're doing to I'm react like a to 1950s dad yes. in a three piece yes. suit <laughs> with my ah, You're exactly and my hands on my head exactly and they're like let's get that guy mad but i'm but i <laughs> like things that are eight degrees removed from this like i'm not that far off that i just hate i just didn't i just never heard screaming like that when i was 14 i just never heard that blood okay, yeah. blood curdling screaming i mean i would say the refused shape of punk to come yeah, kind of dude. is like that too. But like before this, all I'd heard with any screaming was Page of the Lions whole EP where it was like, right. you know, just that the um, tip of my, yeah, tip of my, yeah, 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 right, yeah, almost there is the song. And that's the only, that's the only screaming I'd ever heard. And then I heard it with this like really upbeat, aggressive rhythm. And I was like, dang, that's powerful. That's hardcore. I guess I just don't know why, if you have this as an option instead, New Noise by Refused, you would ever choose mm -hmm. the other thing. See that rhythm? That's new metal. It is... That's freaking Lil, that's that's Fred Durst going woo and the that's freaking new metal, dude. If that, but like that's that's right. So if the corn song was not covered in the Go Go Dino Explorers Nickelodeon gack, <laughs> if it didn't have those that sonic texture to it, I could probably get behind it. I could see a new metal band doing that and that woo which is yeah. my favorite moment of the song yeah they're, but they're not doing it refused is doing it with a better guitar tone and a mm -hmm. drumming i like more and a much better scream and then like weirder other shit in the verses and yeah. you know but i see what you're saying they are in effect taking the maximum of new metal that I can enjoy right. refused is holding in that track, but right. doing it as a, a Swedish hardcore punk band. Right. Basically. Yeah. And I would say Turnstile does a similar thing. It's it's out of being a hardcore. If you had the hardcore punk version yeah. of new metal, you like it. Yes. And I like hardcore. Right. And I and so it's so in that sense, it really is new metal that I don't like. <laughs> It's only, like, I wasn't r mistaken about that. It's specifically the stuff that makes it new metal that I don't like. I like all the building blocks that they're working with, but whatever they're doing yeah. is precisely what yeah. I don't like. It's the That's what it's I think. It's the lyrics. 
However, I do think that, you know, to bring it all the way around to the argument, the argument, the crime you were charged with was being a musical genre with no inherent value whatsoever. And I have to say, I don't think that that uh, that's true beyond a reasonable doubt. I think that there's obviously some value and there are certain bands kind of more on the edges of the bubble tracks I genuinely enjoyed. And if I could mute Fred Durst, I think I might like I might start listening to Limp Bizkit <laughs> with the AI thing and mute his vocals. Yeah. I think I could. I'm going to try that. I'll report they back to you guys. They are a great technical underrated band. I would say that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Wes Borland is like one of my favorite guitar players ever. It's so silly. Like, obviously, it's silly. Fred the whole the point whole was for it to be silly. Yeah. He was a businessman that made a brilliant decision to be like a, a troll, shock. a troll shock jock. Yeah. To the tune of, you know, 100 million records. Yep. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about Trump. You're talking about Fred Durst. <laughs> he also wore a red hat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, the similarities are too many for me right now. Do you feel like I gave you a fair hearing, that the, that the court treated you well? Well, I mean, we won, didn't we? So, uh, you know, <laughs> I could probably take the other, I could probably take your side on, on this argument just fine. But since you set me up and I feel like you're pretty, you know powerful so james needed an ally so i I took the other side uh so yeah no we went through the elements of new metal and you gave thumbs up to basically all of them you like it i mean that's what that's what a solid case a solid defense would do right sure i guess well listeners awesome listeners we want to hear from you as well there should be an official poll if you're listening on spotify and i will try and put one up on twitter that's at dan coke I believe it's K-O-C-H on Twitter, uh, although they're changing. Elon's changing something about Twitter poll, so I don't know if that will work. Maybe he'll double back on it. Who knows? If so, I'll put it there. I really want to know if you guys think it has value. Maybe I'll come up with a couple versions of questions, too, that I can ask. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Matt, Classic Crime's got a new record out. It's called Grim Age, Grim right? Age, Yes. So everybody check that out. Spotify. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Yep. And if you're in Spotify, you just click right on over or whatever other app. I guess probably that's the only one that goes straight to music. But, yes. Um, I would also like to plug please. Grim Age as a self, self-defined self minority shareholder. <laughs> a, uh, a freelancer James. intimately connected with the success or James. not of this album. James did some great video work on our YouTube and um, and helped us with all the album art. So any art you see online, James had his hand in. So yeah, check out Grim Age by the Classic Crime. Let's close out with uh, one of those songs. So what's your favorite song on the new record, Matt? James, what is it? Oh yeah, let's do James's. If you have a doing... song called Rage Boy. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think we have to. All it's, right. it's literally a minute long intro, but I think just because we're talking about new metal, we're talking about stupid anger, I think Rage Boy is probably the best one. Spelled R-A-G-E-B-O-I, no spaces. <laughs> yeah. working, all caps. Working title that got stuck. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, it's not all caps. <laughs>